This is When Spirit Calls, and you on your journey are in the right place. This show is about magic, miracles, and meaning shared through stories, interviews, and channeled messages. We have so much to share about who you are and your divine mission here on the earth. Let's get to it. When Spirit Calls is right now. Hello and welcome back to another episode of When Spirit Calls. Oh my gosh. So today I really wanted to spend some time talking to you about the divine Akashics, the Akash, if you will. Uh, There's been lots of questions coming up about the work that I do and I wanted to take some time to share my journey and coming into this divine work into being an intuitive, a medium, a psychic, if you will, clairvoyant, the list goes on. So as you've heard in earlier episodes, I I was blessed with a couple near-death experiences, which really were catalysts for me in terms of coming into who I was and what I was meant to do for work. And because I was raised Catholic, uh, even though I had a lot of uh, gifts in the energy world, in the spiritual sense, Um, I hid those away for much of my life. And that's what happens to many of us. You know, we get told to do this and be this and show up this way. And so we do. Uh, But there is so much more that is uh, not being um, seen or understood. And so when I hit my 20s, I went through a time um, around the age of 25. I call it my quarter life crisis. (laughs) You've probably heard of a you know, midlife crisis. Well, this is my quarter life crisis. And I was really struggling to find happiness, you know, spending a lot of time finding happiness outside of myself. Anybody else do that? You know, I'll be happy when that bill is paid, or I'll be happy when I get this done, or I'll be happy when, and I was one of those people. And it was kind of like a dangling carrot that I could just never get to. And I was like, Oh, what is this happiness thing? And how do I find it? And where do I go to get it. (laughs) Mm. And so, um, you know, after my second near death, when I was 26 years old, that started to shift things once again for me, but I really wasn't ready to listen. I got very caught up in um, that ego-based world of, you know, you, you know, to be successful, you make lots of money, you buy nice things and, you know, you work hard and it all pay off. And so I, I followed that path. And, um, you know, I got married and I started to have a family of my own. And so it was once I started to have my own children that I really started to kind of like see that there was so much more to this world. And um, in particular, uh, I got really caught up in having this like really high profile lifestyle. And I, I did very well. I was very successful in my, in my twenties. Um, and I worked very hard in that time and I saved money and all those things to have a, you know, perceived nice life, good quality of life. And then, you know, had my daughter, had my son and lo and behold, here I have this million dollar family. I've got everything I need. I should definitely be happy now. And it was the most miserable that I had ever been. So when I had my second child, um, I experienced some very deep postpartum. I didn't realize I had postpartum at the time because I was always, you know, positive and keep going. And so I would just push myself forward. 
but I was really struggling at that time because I was working in a, in a field that uh, wasn't so resonant for me. And, um, and I was really resentful, uh, about being a mom. And that's very hard for me to admit. Uh, but I was exhausted. I was depleted. I had been working so hard and nothing I did was enough. That's how it felt for me, at least in that time. And I remember getting to a point where I just thought, this is not the world I signed out for. Like, why did it, what, what was I thinking? <laughs> what was I thinking? Uh, I felt so limited. I felt, felt so stuck, stuck in my marriage, stuck in my job, stuck being a mom. You know, it was an awful feeling. And one day I was laying in bed because I was at a point where I was like, okay, I don't, I don't think I want to stay. I really had decided at that point that this world was not worth living in. And it was a very, very sad time. And I carried that burden alone for a long time because it came with so much guilt and shame, you know, the guilt and shame of, you know, showing up in this world and everything looking so perfect. You know, I had the nice house. I had the holidays, the vacations, wherever I wanted. I had the million dollar family, you know, um, all the things, everything. So why wasn't I happy and what was wrong with me? And so that's where I went and I thought, okay, I, I just am really that bad of a person that I can't be happy with what I have. And so I didn't tell anybody. I kept it a secret. I didn't tell people, my people that were close to me, my husband didn't even know. And so in this deep state of darkness and, uh, and suffering, and so I'm laying in bed and I'm, I'm crying, I'm weeping and I'm saying, I don't want to be here anymore. Can you just make it all stop? You know, the kids will be better without me. My family will be better without me. The world is better without me. You know, that's where I come to. And that's what I had decided to be true in that moment. And so as often would happen to me, I would get a gentle nudge to pray and that's exactly what happened. I got a gentle nudge to pray. And so I started praying and I said, okay, God, show me what I'm supposed to do. This is not working. And it's either I check out now or you show me the way. And let me tell you people, God answered in a way that I will never forget. I felt almost immediately the energy of an angel come into the room. Now, as you've learned in my second near-death experience, I, I had the privilege of being surrounded by angels. And so I knew their energy. I knew what they felt like. And I felt this energy come in. And I, I didn't know who the energy was right away, but I had a sense it was someone amazing. And I later found out that it was Archangel Michael. And uh, at the time, the message was clear. The message said, you will leave the work that you're doing. You will choose a different path. And here's the possible path for you. And I saw this incredible vision 
of healers, of light workers, of um, natural medicine practitioners showing this beautiful community. And I was told I was about to create community. And I was going to create something that would shift healthcare. It would empower people to recognize that they had a conscious choice about how they felt and how they healed in their journey. And so I had this vision and it was so profound. It was so clear. It was so powerful. I got the next day and guess what? I started a company. Now that company took me several years to, to create and build. And I, uh, I most certainly poured my heart and soul into that company. But as I started growing this company, I would meet practitioners. I would meet mediums and psychics and healers of all sorts and part of my process was to ensure I knew the validity and I knew the credibility that was coming in from these practitioners of this community I'm building. And so I start sampling, I start experiencing what these practitioners can offer. So I know and I feel confident referring them and connecting them and supporting them. And so one of the practitioners, uh, I'll give a shout out to Heather Kuhn here. She she was uh, helping do some clearing work and she said, you know, oh, I can read the Akashic records. And I was like, Akashic records. And in my mind, I imagined some like filing cabinet or something at some medical office. And she goes, well, the Akashics are the soul's library. This is your book of life. And I thought, we can't, can we, we can't do that. You know, the skeptic in me, the, the, the medically trained me <laughs> was like, mm, I don't know about this. But I was curious enough, curious enough to try it. And so I had the privilege of experiencing that. And it was profound. And something kept calling me to the Akash. Eventually, a course came up. Uh, and so I thought, you know what? I'm going to take this course. I'm going to see what this is really about. I had no expectations other than to discover a new modality and know that it existed no intention to do any work in the spiritual way. And then I took this three days and the floodgates opened and I saw things and I shared things that I had no idea were possible. And my mind was forever changed. I decided, I decided as I was practicing after the course, we had to practice for 30 days after the course to, to, to complete everything. And I was practicing on friends and family that I'd offered and extended these sessions to. And something so amazing happened because these people were transformed and they were in awe and they were moved and they were inspired. And my heart just said, this is it. You've got something here. Now, again, like I said, my intention was not to do this work, but I was divinely led. And I want to share with all of you, for any of you that are skeptics or unsure about certain things, because you've been taught a certain way to allow yourself to just be curious because that curiosity is what opened up 
this huge potential of opportunity. And it gave me a chance to fill my soul bank. So I continued to dabble in the Akashic records and take clients and slowly, um, you know, massage that side of my work. But of course I had built this other company. So this other company took a great deal of energy. And eventually what happened is I had my spiritual company and I had the Your Holistic Earth company with all the providers in the community I'd built. And eventually got to a point where I couldn't do both well. And I consulted my spiritual team and they said, you got to let, it's time to let one go. You know which one. And so I decided to let the holistic uh, community go. Uh, uh, but here's the thing. My, my ego self wanted to sell it. You know, I, I worked hard on this for seven years. I grew it to what it is. I should sell it. However, my heart said, uh-uh, you got to give this away. And so it was very clear to me what I needed to do. So I held a contest and I gifted the company away. And I, in that process, I remember a lot of coaches and friends, other colleagues saying, Deanne, you're crazy. You can't give away your company. Like you worked so hard on this. Like, why would you throw it all away? And I, I said, oh, this is not throwing it away. This is carrying on the legacy of what it is. <laughs> I was gifted this opportunity to create this beautiful community. And it was a gift. It led me down the path of my spiritual connection. It led me to all these other magical places that would have never happened. I said, I can't put a price tag on something like that. It is far more than what I am. It's far more than a price tag. And so that was actually an easy decision. And it felt really, really good to do that. You know, of course, when we are really in service, it feels good. And so it felt good. And I knew because of that, that was the right decision. And as soon as I let that go, my spiritual practice exploded. And I really stepped into teaching to um, helping people to discover their own gifts. So through my own process, I've discovered that I have a tremendous amount of gifts, as do all of you. There's nobody that doesn't have anything, okay? Everyone's got gifts of various sorts. Mine in particular encompass mediumship. They encompass um, clairvoyancy, clairaudience, clairsentience, and claircognizance. Now, those might be new words to some of you listening. Um, so I'll just give you a very brief recap, but then I'll invite you to do some exploration on your own if it interests you. Uh, clairvoyancy is the seeing. So that's the visualization. So dreams, deja vu, uh, those sorts of things tend to come up for a lot of the clairvoyance. Uh, when you're imagining something, you have a picture in your mind. Okay. Then you have the clairaudience. These are the people that hear messages in their mind or they hear phrases. Sometimes when we talk to ourselves or we get information from divine, it sounds even like it's our own self speaking, but it's actually coming in from divine. So that can be a little tricky differentiating, but but you get better and better at it. Um, ringing in the ears is quite common with clairaudience or like popping in the ears as well. So that's just a, you know, something to pay attention to. 
Uh, clairsentience is the clear uh, feeling. So this is for all you empaths. Empaths are people who are highly sensitive to energy. And so um, that's the clairsentience piece is uh, very, the feelers, you know, you have a feeling in your gut, you know, or you got chills up your spine. That's kind of the feeling energy. And then claircognizance is clear knowing, you know, where you just know something like, oh, I just knew I had to do that thing, or I just knew I should have brought that thing. Um, that's that claircognizance. So I just invite you to think about as you move through your day, different things that happen for you. Um, and just notice how the universe, how God, how creator source energy is communicating with you. Uh, because it's going to be in one of those ways. Now there are more clairs, there's clear smelling, clear taste. And so there's some different clairs as well. But the, those are the four main ones that I shared with you today. So this path or this journey of discovery has, um, you know, been a wonderful and marvelous journey. And yes, there's been times where I have questioned the path. And I want to share one of those particular stories with you because it was so profound for me. I have been working on a book. It's called The Ark. Uh, it's a fantasy uh, novel about the angels, actually, but it's based on my my personal story. And so I've been working on this book and I was actually down traveling in Mexico once again to write this book. And as I'm writing the book, I'm doing research and I'm pulling things from the Bible. And the Bible very clearly says, you know, mediumship, psychic work, you're going to hell. <laughs> And, you know, these are things that I knew from when I was a child, which is why I shut everything down. And now I'd open things up again and I'm thinking, oh my God, like, is this like a path of destruction here? And so fear came up, you know, as it does. And I decided to pray on it. I said, okay, God, if I am on the right path and the spiritual work is actually divine and coming from you, I need really good validation here. Like I need a clear, clear sign that I am on the right path. And no word of a lie, folks. The wind gusted. There was no wind at all that day, but the wind gusted all of a sudden and it blew the front door of the casita open that I was, you know, sitting in. And that wind gusted, that front door opened. And I looked outside and in my direct line of sight through that front door of the casito, casita, across the river on the top of the hill, was a cross that I hadn't noticed before. I got my sign that I needed to know that I was on the most divine path. And that was such a brilliant validation for me and reassurance for me. And so I knew then I was on the right path. Now, it doesn't always come up quite so clearly and crisply. <laughs> Sometimes we ask for a sign and we wait days and weeks and we're like, well, that's not the sign I thought it was going to be. <laughs> However, I'm inviting you to be okay with discerning for yourself, for you to take the information and sit with it on your heart. It will know and it will give you the truth. So, Trust in your own knowing, trust in your ability to discern what to believe, what to take on as your own, as part of the process. 
And it took me some catalysts as I shared my story there to come into the space of really understanding that if I let my heart lead and you'll hear it again and again on this podcast, if I let my heart lead, then I, I know that it's leading me wherever I need to go. Even if I'm judging the experience for it being not what I thought it would be, it is most certainly where I am supposed to be. And so I invite you today to explore your own gifts, to allow yourself to be more aware, to lean in a little bit more into trusting yourself. And I also want to extend a gift for those of you listening today. We are going to make sure we put the link in, uh, in the notes for you. I want to gift you a session in the Akashic Records with me. And I do this because this is part of my uh, process of being in service. And if you've never experienced the Akashic Records with me, this is a gift for you. So that you can experience firsthand the energy of the Akash. And in going back to that explanation as well, the Akashic Records are not just your book of life. Um, and I shouldn't even use the word just there. They're not your book of only your book of life. Um, they are a, a gateway, um, a, a, a doorway into all that is possible, the infinite possibilities that exist for us. And so letting you know that when we go into the Akash, we go into a higher dimensional consciousness. And it's in that space where we are able to receive more information and more specific information to whatever it is that's going on in our lives at that time. And so it's a beautiful space to be in a higher dimensional frequency, if you will. And so my invitation to you is to consider joining me for a complimentary session. If you've never experienced it before, you've never had a reading before uh, with me, then this is a gift that I extend to you. It is part of my uh, way that I give back to the community and give back to those who need it. And so that is my offer for all of you if you feel drawn to explore the Akashic Records with me. Have a blessed day. So happy you could join us today, and we hope that you found comfort and inspiration with wherever you are at right now. If you feel you received a gift in today's message, please pass that gift along to a loved one by sharing this episode with them. To continue this conversation, please join me at rosehope.ca, and when you do, be sure to access your free gift by signing up for the When Spirit Calls newsletter. I'm looking forward to connecting with you again soon.